Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 508, how are you? Welcome back to the Gregor Show on Sports 1440 live on Oilers Nation YouTube. As uh, Hope you're having a, an awesome day. Of course, uh, Oilers in the air. On their way to uh, Winnipeg, of course, have to stop in and take the bus because it's a tough one. So uh, either way, they will be getting in, uh, taking on the Jets tomorrow. Uh, Zach Hyman, Evander Kane, Leon Drysettle did not skate today. Uh, maintenance day for the the latter two. Uh, Zach Hyman obviously is still out with an illness, so we're not sure if he's making the trip yet to uh, Winnipeg 100% or not. I might think maybe not. We will uh, we will have to see. Right? Was he uh, if he couldn't play last night? Is he good enough? And healthy enough to get on the plane and then not infect all the other teammates, right? That's the the other part of that. So uh, we shall see. It is the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, uh, your one-stop shop. You want uh, NFL, CFL, NHL, NBA, NCAA, they got it all. PlayAlberta.ca. As we uh, now get to the uh, our regular guest every day here, 5 o'clock, Mark Spector in the Spec Report, brought to you by GS Construction. As uh, they are set to celebrate 50 years next June, which is fantastic. A great success story. And, and you know what? They're hiring. This is the perfect time. You want to get in on the ground level and get to have all the fun. So uh, there you go. That is uh, Play Alberta. Or sorry, uh, GS Construction. Uh, you can apply at Indeed.com. Uh, Mark Spector uh, joins us. Uh, Spec. I thought that was, I know the game goes to a shootout and anything can happen in a shootout, but I actually really like the Oilers game for the vast majority of that outside of, and not even the third goal, um, because, you know, that's unlucky more than anything. The fourth goal is definitely the one, you know what, you want to clear out of there, no question. But for the most part, I thought Edmonton did a really good job of limiting chances for Vegas and really kind of controlled the majority of that game. Yeah, it was. It was a funny game, too. There were some goofy goals on both sides, right? Um, I think it was a Stone's goal. He deflects it. It hits Ekholm in the butt and goes in. Yanmark, the save hits Yanmark in the chest and shoulder goes in. Uh, the, you know, the Colasar def- deflection at the end was really good. The third goal, uh, I think it was, who was it? Dayarnay and Ernie yeah. both almost touched the puck at the same time. It goes right to uh, Hutton. He scores a goal. It's like there was just some goofy plays. Uh, but you know, looking down at this thing from above that, that game, the orders were the better team in that game. Uh, they deserved to win. I'm not sure that Vegas deserved a point. They got one either way, but you're looking at your Oilers. If you like the way they look against a good hockey team, I know they're struggling, but Vegas still a good hockey team. I mean, it looked pretty good in that game. I think that's, that's as good as they've looked in a long time, bud. We're not going to look that gift horse in the mouth at this point, are we? Oh, God, no. I wouldn't think so. Uh, none whatsoever. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you build momentum when you, when you beat the Stanley Cup champs. No question. I, you know, I, I think a lot of the players liked the majority of that game in how they played. 
And that now, like, Winnipeg's a tough test for them. Like, no question. Winnipeg's playing better right now in Vegas. They got Vegas at the right time, spec third game in four nights, lots of other reasons. You know, they're, they're struggling to score right now, although I don't, they did score four goals. But the orders were only, that was only the, uh, the fourth time in 23 games that Vegas gave up four goals with a goalie in net. So, you know, it's good. Edmonton's offense is back to where you'd expect it to be. Their defense is, is still yeah. coming. Their goaltending, obviously, uh, I think is still coming. So here's my question to you, spec. As I, as I look into my crystal ball, and I, yes. I and I, as I'm looking into my ball, I'm saying I'm I'm trying to be realistic about the Jack Campbell trade. I don't think there is one. So I believe the orders they go Skinner on tomorrow night. Then they have the day break. Skinner comes back against Carolina. He probably plays again against uh, Minnesota. Then you have the decision: Is your backup going to play Sunday afternoon against Jersey or the following Tuesday, the twelfth uh, against Chicago? And Spec, I think if Jack Campbell is decent, he'll be the backup. In that game, am I crazy or what do you see unfolding with their goaltending? No, because I'd like to know uh, how many games does Bakersfield have between now and that game you're talking about against New Jersey? Like three? I think I think they've got they've got a couple games this weekend are coming up, and and my point would be this: your choice as a backup is Calvin Pickard, who hasn't played in a game since his last start, which was. Um, where did he start again? Did he not start in Florida? I think he started in Florida. Yeah. Uh, or, or Jack Campbell, who theoretically here could have three or four starts in a row and at least be coming up as a guy that's played a lot. So yeah, to me, it's a no brainer. Calvin Pickard's a bit of a placeholder here. He's on the orders bench. Uh, he's obviously there in case of injury, in case you pull Skinner. But if we're mapping this thing out a week ahead, I'm, I'm, Assuming, assuming Jack Campbell's game is good, not just average, but good in Bakersfield, he comes up and gets a start for me. Yeah, for sure. No, um, I, I just, I, I don't know if, if it's salvageable or not spec at this point. I have no idea. Goalies, uh, uh I've, I've learned long ago that it's kind of, uh, it's kind of ridiculous to, to want to, uh, um, even yeah. guess on, on where they're going to go or not, but, I did, I kind of foresee them, you know, maybe it's a one last hurrah or not, but they're paying them. They kind of want to see, and, and I, I'm sure they still look, Hey, remember last year? It wasn't going very well. And then all of a sudden, you know, Stuart Skinner, uh, they were having a baby and he was gone. And all of a sudden, Jack Cabell was really good for, for a nine game run. He was. So who knows? That, that's he kind was. of, cause a trade, a trade just isn't realistic. It's, I think people underestimate how how difficult it is to shed a seventeen million dollars in actual cap. Oh, never mind the cap space. I'm talking money owed, and think you're only going to have to give up a first rounder. Like you're dreaming. You're going to have to give up two first rounders and probably something else. And so I don't uh, I don't yeah, necessarily so see that happening. Ken, Ken Holland gave up two first rounders like forty games ago in the Matthias Ekholm deal, right? Yeah, give him first rounder. Gave up Reed Schaefer. So 40 games later, he's given up another first-round pick or maybe two in your logic. Like, no general manager is giving up three first-round picks in a half a season. Like, you don't do that. That's that's derelict, right? So, you know, the time's going to come when you're going to have to make a call on this Campbell contract, sure. But I'm here to tell you, I've never met the GM that's about to give up another first round pick after just giving up two with the deadline last year. Sorry. Yeah. Um, like I think I could see them doing that spec, like a, like a Borgo and another first for another player. A hundred percent. 
I think if their team is rolling, I could easily see that happening. But you can't give it up to get rid of Jack Campbell because now you haven't gained anything. So what are you going to use to try to fill the cap space that you gain, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, theoretically, I suppose if you have the cap space, you can take a player from somebody and – Sure. It, listen, there's only so many assets, and, and we can we can argue, and we will argue, and everyone does argue, as to whether Ken Holland has spent all his assets wisely and his cap space, which is another asset, right? We can argue. You know, the Campbell contract's no good. The Campbell as a goalie is not good enough. I get all that. But you cannot argue that Ken Holland has been all in here in Edmonton and spent every ounce – and done his best. Has he made some mistakes? Yeah. Made a couple of mistakes? Sure. Every GM's got his mistakes. Find me the perfect GM. He doesn't exist. You know, he's gone out and he's capped out. He he was to the point where he made the Connor Brown contract this year because that's all he had to spend on the player was, was you know, whatever it is, $750, $775. Uh, so, you know, you might not like all the moves he's made, and that is very fair. But don't come at me like, when's Ken Holland going to be all in? He's been all in for about two years here. He's got Kane. He's got Hyman. He's got a good contract on Nugent Hopkins. He made the Ekholm deal, which was an unbelievable deal, in my opinion. Uh, He went out and got the wrong goalie, you know, but he's been all in for a while. They're capped out. They spend well, and uh, he's doing his best. You might not like what his best is, but he's all in, and you can't deny it. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's very true. And he won his two thousandth game as a as a not one, but uh, was in his two thousandth game as a general manager. Pretty uh, yeah. pretty impressive uh, uh, feat. Not a lot of guys there. I, I saw him rocking out of the building. Had a few gifts uh, delivered to his uh, uh, to him. He was chuckling about that uh, today. So it's it's a pretty big honor. Um, they there definitely seems to be a lot more calm around the orders, and winning does that. They've won six of their last nine games. The, the one thing spec to me that maybe we're not talking enough about is I believe how well the defensemen have played and just the, the new message, Paul Coffey's message, his communication. Um, people were like, Oh, what does he know? He doesn't know about coaching. Well, he knows how to communicate. That's what every player ever talked about is Paul was a very good communicator. He asked lots of questions. You know, he likes that factor of it. And like, I look at like Vincent DeHarnay, look at how much better just his puck handling. Right, like it seems like he's calmed down. I think Darnell Nurse has been out. He's probably played his best eight stretch games in a while. He's been very good. Evan Bouchard, I can't remember the last glaring mistake from Bouchard. Like they're the defense here has really calmed down. Yeah, it's it's amazing, you know. And I mean, I I, I'm going to say to you, if we're going to fire a coach in Dave Matson because the defense isn't playing very good, then you got to give the next guy credit for fixing the problem when they start playing good. So. You know, I don't know how a coach walks in the door and says, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stop giving the puck away in our own zone glaringly. Evan, we want you to look around and and check somebody instead of just skating past them. Like, my point would be the individuals have clearly solved some of their issues, right? Darnell, don't take that bad chance. Okay, coach. You know, if it was that easy, Dave Manson would have solved those problems too. So... Uh, give give Paul Coffey credit. He's he's. I, I think what he's probably done more than technically, Jay, is is calm guys down mentally, giving them some confidence, it's got them playing without looking over their shoulder. Right? 
They're not, you know, they're coming back to the bench to would to whatever. I don't know how it was like with Dave Manson because I wasn't on the bench, but it sure seems like guys like Dayarna aren't afraid to make a mistake here. And when you play that way, you always play better every single time. And you know what? Uh, give Coffee credit. His defense is really, really. Uh, they're playing at a far higher level than they were two weeks ago. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, give the coach some credit. He's doing something right in there. Oh, 100%. Um, where Ryan McLeod right now, a lot of people are frustrated with him. Heck, he's frustrated with his uh, inability to finish. Um, you know, he's doing lots of other things well, but he's not finishing. And up until the third period last night, and maybe even like the last four minutes of the third period, I hadn't seen his offensive struggles bleed into his defensive game. But we did, and that to me is when I watch tomorrow for McLeod, and it's hard because he clearly doesn't have the offensive confidence he wants. There's no question. But he, if that bleeds yeah. into his defensive game, well, now he's a tire fire. It really hasn't because they've been, he's been, you know, they're out shooting teams, they're doing stuff. But the the last four minutes last night were pretty tough for McLeod. Yeah, they were, and and he was a contributor for sure on one of those last two goals by Vegas. So uh, you're right, Jay. That that's. You know, that's what you hope is you can separate your game and say, okay, you know, it's, it's in baseball, it's, it's just cause I'm in a hitting slump. Don't start making errors in the field, right? In hockey, it's just cause it's not going in on one end. Don't take that futility, that lack of confidence back to the defensive zone. And all the fancy stats on, on McLeod are good, right? They're out there. Everyone's, Everyone's laying down a bunch of stats that say he's playing well and he's, you know, his shooting percentage is so low. When it goes up, he's going to be a better player and have better results. And I'm willing to believe all of that stuff. But I was also concerned. It, it was sort of late in the game last night. That was a team that was competing like hell to hang on to that lead. And there was one guy out there that didn't look very competitive, and it was number 71. I didn't like what I saw defensively. You can't. You know, they just got this thing back in the rails here, Jay. They just got a, a team with some confidence, some defensive posture, some compete in their own zone. And if you're not going to be part of that, you can't be – you got to get stapled to the bench here. Like, there was 19 guys competing like hell last night in the third period and one who wasn't, and it was 71, and that's not going to work. Can't play that way for a team that's trying to pull themselves out of this thing. What would you do if if Hyman's healthy? Who would you take out of the lineup? Well, the obvious is Gagne. Uh, you know, I don't think I, I. I think that fourth line, like I'm not taking Adam Ernie out. Thought his game was pretty good last night. Yeah, it's physical. although it was also predicated on playing with Gagne. You know, him and Gagne when they played together, they were pretty good. Gagne sent him in alone and. Um, so who am I taking out? That's a good question. I know that Hyman's going back on the top line for sure. So who are our options on that fourth line? It's going to be, it's, it's going to be Yanmark. It's going to be Ernie. It's going to be Ryan, right? Who's it going to be? I don't know. You know what? They're all playing. Okay. Every time Gagne gets in the lineup, he looks great. <laughs> I mean, give all Gagne credit, man. I wrote a, a piece today on him and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and it was a pleasure to talk to Sam. He's, he's you know, he's 34 yeah. years old. He's back here on his third tour of duty, and every time he gets some ice time, I mean, he's got three goals already in nine games. 
And every time he gets ice time, he does the most with it. I, I totally take my hat off to Sam Gagne. He's a better player than I thought he'd be this year. You know what? He's come in and he's added some juice for sure. He's a, he's a highly motivated guy. Yeah, so who are you taking out? Hyman goes in. Who comes out for you? I don't have an answer for you. Um, it's a good question. I'm going to say, and I know he scored, so it won't be popular, but I actually think it might be Derek Ryan. That would be my guy, right? He's an older player, right? It's one game. I could see it, but um, yep. what, like Hyman, do you, do you even think Hyman plays? Like he's sick last night and they're getting on a plane today. If he's sick, is he getting on a plane and getting everybody else sick? I don't think so. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, no, there's that. There's that for sure. Uh, you know, this is a, a TD force call, right? <laughs> the trainer's going to make the call on this one, not the coach. Uh, and then he's got three days off here afterwards to get better and healthy. And, you know, party says, let's just leave this guy at home and let him put his feet up and get a nice break. Uh, but if he's healthy, he's going to play because he's their one of their most productive goal scorers. So, you know, I, I, who's to, I can't predict. I'm not going to predict. I don't know how sick he is. There's lots of people sick around town. This thing's going around. Uh, I know a few myself. So hopefully for Zach, he can play. But I'm with you, pal. If he's sick at all, he doesn't get on the plane with me. No chance. Yeah. Spec, have yourself a great day. We will uh, chat with you tomorrow. <laughs> all right, man. Have a great show. That is uh, Mark Spector in the uh, Spec Report. And, and Spec, you know what? He's on... Uh, big day for uh, Spec tomorrow. He might have a big announcement to tell us on the uh, Spec report tomorrow. So I'm uh, I'm quite excited about that. So uh, stay tuned tomorrow for the uh, Spec report. Could be an emotional one for Mister Specter. Uh, when we return, Sam Gagne will join us on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation YouTube. Five thirty. How are you? Make sure to turn your lights on as you make your way home. We are uh, two days away. From December, and uh, you know what that means? Uh, tomorrow up at jasongregor.com, we'll have it a few other places, sports1440.ca. You'll see uh, our first week of uh, items for the uh, month of giving. We're going to start on Friday with the pyramid of giving as we do. It's positive Friday, you know what that means. So uh, we'll be looking for 100 200 500 and uh, $1,000 donations as uh, we're helping out a holiday hamper. Uh, they've had uh, the biggest demand they've ever had. Uh, to help support families. And uh, they do have a deadline. If you want to, I will say this, if you've never done it and you're in a position where you could sponsor a family, go to holidayhamper.ca. Uh, it is a fantastic experience uh, for you, uh, especially if your kids are a little bit older now. You know, like anywhere, I, I would say even like 11 and up, maybe even 10, uh, depending on the maturity level. Like it's a really good eye opener for them to see um, you know, especially if you're in a, in a, you know, pretty comfortable position that a helping others matters, but also that there are a lot of people that need it. And you know what, uh, you go, you can do it as a family and you go shopping for the, for the food. And then they outline what the, uh, what the meals are would be. And then they kind of give you a shopping list as far as the food goes. And then, uh, you know, you get one small gift for uh, the kids, depending on the size of family that you sponsor. And, and then you go deliver it on uh, December 16th. And it is, I'll tell you right now, you're, you're, everybody that I've, I've done it myself many years, our family does it. I've talked to so many people who do it. And it's just a, it's a really good reminder of what matters at Christmas time, which is really just family and being with, with those you, you love and you care about. And, uh, you know, hopefully you're healthy. 
and, and that's the main one. So uh, check it out, holidayhamper.ca. Uh, let's go in the room now, brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. A huge shout out to uh, Devo from uh, Next Gen because uh, he has um, made the national bobsled team. He's currently uh, training, doing some uh, World Cup events, and then getting set for Olympic qualifiers. So uh, good luck to Devo and everyone at Next Gen Transportation.com. Uh, in the room today, I uh, sat down with uh, Sam Gagne and uh, and quite the circle of life for Sam Gagne when you consider he came in as a rookie and then now he's back uh, his third tour of duty first player ever in franchise history to have three separate tours of duty as a player for the team I uh, still a fan favorite amongst the fans uh, still gets obviously pretty fired up when he scores and but also you know it's a different time for him you know he's been a healthy scratch which is uh, something he's obviously uh, not used to. Um, also, uh, if you saw the video last night, uh, you know, it's two boys, uh, the game, they end the game, the coach says a speech, and then they open the room up, and people who have, the, the players who have kids, they come in, they get to say hello. And, you know, his boys are running in, they're all fired up, dad scored. So, <laughs> yeah, they're just fired up to see dad anyway. But, um, so, here's a conversation I had with Sam Gagne talking about fatherhood, his evolution as a player, his health, um, dealing with being a healthy scratch, and much more. Sam, I saw the uh, the video after the game last night, and it, I think it's a, a real good depiction of the, uh, the the full circle career of Sam Gagne. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins was joking when he came in. Uh, he was a roommate with young Sam Gagne, and now after the game, the celebration is daddy when you score a goal. Can, can you kind of put in that to words of just how different it is when, you know, when your two young boys come in the room all fired up when dad scores a goal? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a cool moment, I think. Um, it's one of the reasons I, I still love to play so much is, um, you know, you see uh, how excited your kids get when they're around it. And the, the fact that they get to experience it is, um, is something I really cherish. I mean, I got to do it with my dad growing up um, and it was uh, it was really special. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, it's kind of come full circle, um, come coming here at a kind of different phase of my life. But. Um, you know, it's exciting to be here. Uh, I think we, you know, as, as much as it's been a struggle the first part of the year, I still think we have uh, the opportunity to do some big things, and we're going to keep forging ahead. Every player I've ever met obviously wants to play, and they want to play as many minutes as they can. Um, how do you balance that? You've, you've never been a guy who was a regular healthy scratch before. Mm-hmm. How, how, have, how do you wrap your head around that to ensure you're a good teammate and then be ready when you come in and you can contribute like you did last night? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of, you know, coming into the year, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I'm I'm still, you know, coming off double hip surgery at 34 years old. So, um, you know, there's going to be days where I feel great and play great and I'm able to play a lot of minutes. And there's going to be days where it's it's not like that, especially early on. Um, you know, so I kind of had that in my head and it's kind of made it a little easier to to wrap my head around. But, you know, ultimately, like, you know, we have a team that um, – has a chance to do something special and it's something I want to be a part of and um, you know whatever my role ends up being um, I'm going to do my best to to try and give whatever I can to this group to you know help them um, you know win win hockey games and whether I'm in or out or you know whatever role I end up playing I'm you know that's going to be my mindset coming to the rink and uh you know, last night it was uh, just an upper, another opportunity to get in the into the game and and try and help us get a win, and it was it was a big win for us. You've always had the enthusiasm and 
I would say childlike enthusiasm when you score goals. And something that at, at times I think some guys miss out on. Um, Newton Hopkins says it fires up the bench when they see you get that excited. Where's that come from and how do you still have it that, you know, every goal is a big goal? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, it's, uh, it's a hard league to score in. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I think um, you know you, you put a lot of effort into try and find ways to produce and help the team win and um, you know score kind of the first goal in a game that you know we felt like was a measuring stick for us. It's a uh, it's a good feeling and um, yeah, I think you know you you want to fire up the bench as well and get the boys going and um, you know I was happy we were able to to sustain it uh, for most of the game. I thought we you know pretty pretty solid game. Strutty still likes to laugh and brag that uh, it required you and Cogliano to try to gang up to match him wit-wise. This yeah. is his uh, version, of yeah, course, of the story. Yeah. Um, now that you're the the Strudwick of the, of the room, a little bit older of a guy, are yeah. you do you, do you ensure that you you know you, like the Hamlet and those guys that the, you keep honest with some barbs? How important is that in a room? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's uh, I'm not sure of uh, Strutty's uh, rendition of events, but. Um, you know, I do think that uh, it's important to keep things light in the room and, and making sure everyone's feeling involved. Um, we have a great group of guys in here. Um, and, um, yeah, he just, you know, I, I've i always enjoyed the banter uh, among the among the fellas in the room. And, uh, you know, Streddy was a big part of that when he played here. And um, I'm, uh, I'm hoping to follow in his footsteps, I suppose. You reach out to Streddy for advice on how to handle healthy scratches? <laughs> Maybe I should, eh? Uh, no, I uh, I haven't done that yet, but uh, maybe I should. Uh, there's uh, Sam Gagne. He had a real laugh, but uh, Strutty always talked about how uh, he's like, ah, Cogliano and Gagne needed both of their wits to uh, try it out with him. Now, Strutty is pretty witty. I'll give him that. Well, I'll give him that. But, um, you know, uh, they they had a lot of fun. And, you know, you look at, you know, Sam Gagne, it's, it's amazing. Because I know there's always, I saw a sign at the game that was like Sam Gagne was my favorite player when I was five years old. <laughs> the guy holding it was now like in his early twenties. <laughs> and you know what though? But that's hey, good for him. He's uh he's come around, right? Like the two thousand seven, two thousand eight of course is when he uh he debuted uh with the Edmonton Orders and now it's two thousand twenty three, twenty four. It's uh it's crazy when you think about that, right? Like there's I know that he's left, but he's come back and there's lots of fans. Like there's just there's something about certain players where not all, but you know, a strong portion of the fans really gravitate towards a certain player, right? They just do, right? Like Ryan Smith was one who uh, the majority of fans were big fans of Ryan Smith. Right? And there's, there's something like Sam guy was never the best player on the team. Now he was the best player one night uh, when he scored eight points, right? It was unbelievable night. It's like something only Gretzky and coffee have ever done as members of the organizer. Like Connor McDavid has never had an eight, has never had a seven point night. Never mind an eight point night. It's hard to do. It is really hard to do. Now, would you count and say he's never going to have one? No, but it's hard. It's really difficult. So, especially in today's game where sometimes now they limit minutes late. Like, man, if I had a guy who had six points, I'd be like, let's try to get this guy seven or eight. I think your whole team would be going bananas over it. So, it is. It's just kind of fascinating to me to watch. And that's what life is. It's, but it's, it's kind of mirroring life. Like many of you, if you think back to where you were in 2007, 2008, it's a totally significant different time in your life. 
Right? Maybe you weren't married. Maybe you didn't have kids. Heck, maybe you're now a, a young adult and back then you were four or five or six. And you're like, I don't barely remember 2007 and eight. Right? Maybe Jimmy Quinlan was Declan's teacher back in 2007 and eight. I'm not sure. That's probably a little bit uh, earlier. Uh, it was probably a little bit later uh, at that point, but you know, you catch my drift. So it's, uh, it's interesting. I'm kind of curious if I would ask at 833-401-1440, if you had to explain in one sentence, what is it about Sam Gagne that makes you such a big fan? 833-401-1440. It is uh, the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Be wise, winterize at Jiffy Lube. Uh, you know it's coming, so don't wait. Stop in for uh, a Pennzoil Platinum full synthetic oil change. No appointment necessary. Warranty approved. That's JiffyLubeService.ca. We continue on. What a busy Wednesday, man. Uh, if you missed any of the, uh, the guests, really good interview with, uh, in, uh, who was it Wednesday with, uh, Jimmy Quinlan, who is currently the uh, head coach of the Saskatchewan Rush. Of course, a longtime member of the uh, Edmonton Rush, uh, won a championship with them as a coach and then, uh, multiple in Saskatchewan, also won one as a player. Uh, really good insight on the game of lacrosse. Some funny stories. If you were a Rush fan of the early years, <laughs> oh man, they had some characters and it was a, you know, it was a different time. It was kind of like the beginning, uh, in the NLL and, uh, you know, the league's in much better place now. It's unfortunate for lacrosse fans in Edmonton that there isn't a team here. I would hope at some point in the future there would be, but, uh, right now there isn't. And, uh, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day it'll, uh, it'll happen because I, I definitely think it's, uh, it's something that, uh, that would benefit the community. Uh, no question in my mind. No question at all. Now, we got uh, lots of text to get to, 833-401-1440. I asked the, uh, the question, what is it about Gagne? And man, just I can tell by the answers. Hey, guys, his work ethic every shift from uh, JC. Guys, genuine, hardworking, smart hockey player from uh, Andrew Boys, to me, it's the shootout goals, JP on the island, that Ernie's career, man, he, cause that was kind of like the early days of the shootout, right? And Gagne was money in the, uh, in the shootout. No, uh, no question about it. Uh, hey guys, he's a high end skill player with some, uh, sandpaper willing to fight plays bigger than he is. That one comes from, uh, Theo. I got an autograph from him on the second stand. I told him he's one of my favorite Oilers players. He took the time to acknowledge me and thank me. It felt genuine from Jordan. Well, that doesn't, honestly, Jordan, I'll tell you, it didn't feel genuine because it was genuine. Like, that's who Sam Gagne is. What you, what you see in your interactions with him, that's, that's really what you're going to get. Hey guys, uh, I was at the game for the 8.9er. It's the best Oiler memory for me to date. Hey, I can get that. Like that. Like that is a very memorable evening. It's hard, especially the third period. Remember when him, Hall, and Everly? And you know what's interesting? Ryan Nugent Hopkins didn't play that game, right? He was injured. That that's part of it, right? Like, would Gagne been playing with Hall and Everly if Nugent Hopkins had been healthy? Right? You never know. But uh, you know, Nugent Hopkins was watching that from the press box, and he said he was just kind of blown away as. Uh, as I think a lot of people were. It was crazy. Like, remember that in the third period? Four consecutive shifts. Like, after the one time Gagne, he scored, and he was almost kind of like sheepish. Like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe what's going on here. Because, like, honestly, you're in the NHL, four goals, four assists. Like, are you kidding me? It just doesn't happen. Right? Like, think about how many times in the history of the game has a player scored eight points. Right? Like, it just, I'm sorry. It doesn't happen very often, right? And like Wayne Gretzky obviously is the uh, the greatest of them all. 
And I think Gretzky had three eight-point games, if uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was three. Right, Paul Coffey, I know, had one. Uh, Blade and the defenseman in uh, in Philly had one in the uh, in the seventies. Um, Daryl Sittler, obviously, when he uh, Marilyn Mew, uh, Marilyn Mew, I know, had in the regular season. I think he might have had one in the playoffs too. Right? Was it Sandstrom for the Devils, who I think had an eight point game in the playoffs, which is kind of mind blowing to me. Um, I remember the Stashney brothers, Peter and Anton, in the. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Same game had eight points. Think about that. That is like that's crazy stuff, man. Uh, that they were dynamic. Like as great as the Sedines were, the Stashney brothers. Oof. And they were older. Peter and Anton. Oof, I might take them. Right. Uh, Bernie Nichols had an eight pointer. Lemieux had a, had a few. Right. Gretzky. I'm looking it up now. Gretzky had, uh, uh, let me double check here. Uh, Gretzky had two. Yeah, so Gretzky had two. Uh, Lemieux had two. Uh, that's it. In the regular season. Now, I guess I should go playoffs because I think, um, yeah, no, Gretzky didn't have one in the playoffs. Lemieux did. And uh, Patrick Sundstrom had one in uh, 1988. Uh, just an unbelievable game for him. Nuts. So. Yeah, it's not something uh, you'll remember. Hey, guys, I'll remember the fight he got in and got fed less, and Taylor Hall made fun of him. Uh, awesome pitcher from the penalty box, uh, Darcy. Now, I think you're – I don't think Taylor Hall made fun of him then. I think, Taylor, you were talking – I remember Hall chuckling when Matt Hendricks took the shot right in and how he went down and it looked like the Simpson guy when he got nutted. Remember that one? <laughs> And then, oh man, they, somebody did like a story. Remember, uh, Hendrix had like showed the picture of the can and it was all cracked. <laughs> but Gagne, Gagne was mad because it was Francois Beauchemin. And Gagne didn't know he was a left. And you're right, he got fed. But I also remember Gagne is a rookie fighting Ryan Kessler. And I, that to me was one of the big starting points of the love affair for fans because he stood up to, and Kessler was a rat. Let's be honest. Like Canucks fans loved him as they should. He was a good player until he got injured, but him and Burroughs, like they could irritate the hell. He'd be exit too, right? Like I know some order fans are used to joke like, God, I feel dirty. I like PX on the, on the watching him as an analyst and he's good, but man, Kessler, Oh, him and Burroughs, like they were excellent at being rats. Like, remember how they said they would go through the media guide to find details about players just to bring it up in a game to try to rattle them. Hey, uh, how's your wife Nancy doing? Right? I'd be like, what? Right? So <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of what they do. So uh, see how it goes. But I, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a good question because. Um, uh, Sam Gagne is a guy that just, uh, 
fans respect his work ethic, I think. And just, you know what, smaller, undersized guy who is a, you know, he's played a thousand games, man. He's had a hell of a career. I'm trying to think from his draft class, like Patrick Kane, obviously, but how many other guys have a thousand games from that draft class? I'm going to look that up before we go. Um, I would say, now there's got to be a few others, of course. Usually they're about average five or six. And uh, yeah, Gagne, Wayne Simmons, who's now retired, Jamie Benn, still playing, David Perron, Jakob Voracek, Dunn, and Patrick Kane. So now Gagne, if he plays 14 more games, would pass Wayne Simmons for fifth. He would have to play 35 more games to, to catch Jakob Voracek. And uh, then he would be uh, fourth because Perron and Ben, uh, Ben's going to pass Voracek here very soon and Perron's already second. So, you know what? That's pretty good. Now, Lars Eller, I think, has a chance. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk, those two guys look like they'll get to a thousand. Michael Backlund, uh, also. Logan Couture, if he's healthy. So they'll end up with being a few more that, that are still kicking around, potentially. Ryan McDonough's actually only played 868. Started a little bit later, had some injury problems. So, hmm. we'll see. Logan Couture, if he gets back healthy, I think we'll do it. So, tomorrow on the show, we will break down the Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. Mike Rupp will join us. He had a conflict, so we had to back out the last second, but he will join us tomorrow. And can the Oilers go for four? Hmm. Trust me, my follicles are hoping. I'll tell you right now, it'd be unbelievable if they could get to five in a row. Oh, like three months feels like nothing compared to six months. But I don't want to get too excited because I just I feel like disappointments around the corner again. That's why I think Connor Halley did it, the bastard. Speaking of that guy, let's get to uh, the Con Man Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. We got in touch with our uh, Help Your Neighbor. Everything's all set in motion. Once again, a huge thank you to the generosity of Legacy Heating and Cooling. If you need a furnace, they care about the community. Help them. LegacyHeating.ca. Good night.